It's been 18 years since this came out, so we can say it, right? Spoiler alert, she died. <laughs> she died. <laughs> oh man, who's gonna tell Michael Rooker? Rooker, what do you think? <laughs> oh man, 18 years later, <laughs> he's still hung up about it. He's still, he's still upset, I can't get over it. If you, and if you haven't seen this, sorry, but not. <laughs> If you're listening to this, you know what you're getting into. I'm pretty sure uh, it was in the trailer. It's fine. <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode 80 of the Last Row podcast. 80. 80 you said it last time. This episode, this this show's too young to only have 80 episodes. <laughs> if you're looking for a back catalog, thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Last Row Pod, Facebook.com slash the Last Row Pod. Hit the like button. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you haven't had a chance, give us a five-star review on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts. Thanks to everybody that, that left one. What's up, man? I'm glad to be back. Drew, it's do, been you a while. Post, do you still post our uh, our episodes on Facebook? I do. I because do. like I didn't even know that existed anymore. Yeah, like, is I that do. A thing? <laughs> <laughs> we don't get... We know, don't get any interactions yeah, on Facebook. If you're yeah. on Facebook, make my half half hour yeah. of posting efforts worth it please leave me yeah. a comment this week just go and leave me yeah. a comment just let if, us know you like it if any of you uh listen to our content via facebook please facebook us and let us know that you do so just so we know you know yeah i mean i know a lot of people are getting rid of their facebook i'll, I'll leave it up if people are going to use it so yeah, i have nothing we, against it it's just that we get so little interaction on it i just didn't yeah. know and even twitter tweet us this week hit us yeah. up on twitter at the last row yeah. pod it'd be good to hear from you guys Plot synopsis for Cliffhanger, Drew. We're doing Cliffhanger, 1993. It's about time. 18-year anniversary, Drew. It was released Memorial Day, 1993. Directed by a man called Reddy Harlan. Maybe you heard of him, Drew? I got some thoughts on this guy. He, a Die Hard uh, 2 theme, right? Do, do you know he uh, directed? Yeah, Die Hard 2. Exactly. It's an action-adventure movie, IMDb, 6.4 out of 10. Mm, too, too low. low. Too low. 69% Rotten Tomato. Too low. Yeah, too low, but nice. Metacritic, <laughs> 60%. Way too low. Outdoor thriller in which a former mountain rescuer is pitted against a group of criminals who have lost their $100 million stash during a plane crash in the Rocky Mountains. After being persuaded to help rescue a group of stranded hikers, he discovers that they are, in fact, a gang of violent robbers who need help to locate their missing loot <laughs> robbers to me makes them sound like the wet bandits yeah it's who, like they're home alone does someone from the 30s write the synopsis true <laughs> robbers and loot those are like 30s terms to these, me. these guys these guys were more than robbers I, well some of them were pretty bad but um yeah. they're most they're murderers yeah you can say it they're murderers they're, they're murderers robbers possible, and, and yeah. looters looters possible rapists we don't know Potentially terrorists is really what it should have said. Terrorists, yeah. but uh, good synopsis. But like they failed to like they just glossed over like the whole dramatic element of you know losing a loved one and grudges and <laughs> no mention failed, of long lost friendships. friendships. Yeah, yeah, possibly they, they marriages. Just, they just glossed all over that tidbit. Kind of hey, made the movie work. You know what though? This movie, I got, I have a tidbit for you. Yeah, this movie was based on a premise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As opposed, to, as opposed to other movies. Did you know that? <laughs> so, this, so when I looked up all the credits on this, and, and it was actually very interesting, 
the the way that they credited the writers, I think it's I think this guy's a climber himself. His name's John Long. It, it said like he was credited for the premise of the movie. Isn't every movie based on a premise? Every movie is based on a premise. <laughs> Do you get paid for said premise? Is the question. That's what I mean. And then and then there's a guy named Michael France who's actually credited with the screen story. You mean the actual writer? The writer. That, <laughs> yeah, you mean the writer guy, of the movie? Well, this that guy John got, Logs snuck himself and into. And he got first billing. It's like, yo, let me have a movie about rock climbing. That's a premise. Put me on. What there. if? What if they're climbing a rock? <laughs> and there's money scattered everywhere, and there's bad guys. Oh, and the other friend's friend died. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how it came across to me. I mean, it's yeah. just kind of weak. But um, a couple of taglines here that are interesting. Tell me your rating here. Mm-hmm. Number one, an avalanche of thrills. Too playful. It's not. This movie's serious. Come on. Too, too this, I, I like this one. Hang on. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's simple, but I'll allow it. You got to chalk up your hands. You know, yeah. like at the chalk. Yeah. And then. The last one, the height of adventure. Eh. I'm going hang, hang on. on. We're going hang, hang on. Hang on's yeah. the best one. Yeah. Financials, seventy million dollars. Box office return. It's a lot. It is a lot. And where do they spend the money besides the trip to Italy? Well, I can give you one specific one. <laughs> they 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 paid at least one million dollars to the stunt coordinator or the stunt man who crossed between the planes. <laughs> Like, oh, I got the guy okay. got paid a million bucks because it was an illegal stunt in Europe where they filmed the movie, so they had to film it in the U.S. The, the insurance company refused to insure the stuntman for this, so wow. Sylvester Stallone offered to reduce his own fee for the movie so wow. that the stunt could be produced. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's pretty awesome. I mean, the but, movie was was kind of nothing without that stunt. It was kind of the bulk. But I'm of trying the to think, like, thing. where did the rest of the 69 million go? Like, there's a lot of explosions, a lot of gunfire, a, a lot of green screen, helicopter has, fuel. Yeah, I you got to fuel just up those the, helicopters. The sweeping, the sweeping shots. Yeah, they got this the guy is before from, drones. You know, yeah. they didn't have like the little like DJ Mavic, whatever those no. things are. Right? It's no. it's interesting. But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it made enough to justify? I think it 225 worldwide. Oh, but for sure. 84, People love Stallone overseas. They love him. I mean, this was 93. It was, what, what was he doing at that time? Like, it, it was kind Dude, of hot, right? You know, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to bring up Stallone's career. And he needed a hitman, like, real bad. Not a hitman. Like, was it a bad? A comma man. <laughs> needed a hitman? <laughs> because, Maybe he you needed know, a hitman too. he was done with the Rockies. Rocky Five, Tango Cash and Rocky Five were, were, were in 89 and 90. And Rocky Five wasn't great, but it was still a Rocky movie. It's safe. It's whatever. And then he started doing these weird comedies. Oscar, who you probably don't even know what that movie is. <laughs> is, this, is this like Benji? Yeah. This is yeah. Entourage here doing yeah. Benji. And then he did Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I don't even know that one. So, yeah. Well, it's like a really, you know, it's like a him. It's like a buddy cop comedy with him and his mother. <laughs> is it his you know? actual mom in the movie no, too? No, it's just terrible. <laughs> It's a terrible, you know, not fun. It's a not funny comedy. But, you know, if you, if you count Rocky as a bad movie, which I do, 1990, he went three years with, with three straight duds. So he, yeah. needed, he needed a win, and he got it in Cliffhanger, I think, 1993. And then he followed up with Demolition Man, which, off to the moon. Was that 94 or 95? They were both, they're both billed 93. 93. Not, yeah, so. I can't remember. I knew we did that one. I forgot what episode yeah. it is. Go to thelastforpodcast.com and, and type it in. <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug there. But I, I thought it was interesting with this movie in general because I saw that he had a fear of heights. So he picked this movie. I mean, he's climbing essentially like mountains in Italy because they didn't do it in the Rockies. No. But I thought it, w- I thought it was interesting because, 
you know, he had this the stunt guys climbing for him most of the time. And then that was at least in the trivia. The the other thing is you you said he he was looking for a hit. He needed a hit. I also saw something else. TriStar Pictures, they were trying to do a sequel and they were gonna call it like the dam. The dam. And it was described as at the time everything was doing this. Die hard in a dam. Die hard, whatever. Die and hard it, this, die hard that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it would have had Stallone's character fighting terrorists who took over the Hoover Dam. And it never went but, past developmental. But would it be Gabe Walker? Like the same That's character? what I don't understand because they said that TriStar and and the, the production studio that did this was looking for a quote sequel. So to me that, that would mean that it was sequel, Gabe Walker. Sequel. But what the hell is Gabe Walker doing at the Hoover Dam? And apparently Stallone tried to resurrect the the project in, in two thousand eight, but they just never they never had anything, you know, succeed with it. I mean, is so, there a is there a more intense climb than climbing the Hoover Dam? I guess there's not, there's not a lot of footholds there, Drew. It's, it's, it's completely smooth. It's an expert it's an expert climb, you know. He needs those skypes. The or this the spikes. Yeah. <laughs> he needs the spikes. Yeah, Drew, did you also know that there is or was a reboot in the making here for this movie? I this is the movie that I think isn't hasn't been remade that I think I'm surprised hasn't if that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't know, but it's like a less famous. It's a it, it's a famous Stallone movie, but it's less famous. Like for example, like they re, they they did Point Break. You know, well, that, that's what I mean. Like, Roadhouse stuff like that. Right. But, it, but like, by the way, whatever happened with Roadhouse, they never did that, did they? Yeah, never happened. Rousey yeah. fizzled out there. Yeah, fizzled <laughs> out, and I think this might go the case. So I read that there was a. Uh, Plans for a female-fronted uh, cliffhanger, not full frontal female, but female-fronted cliffhanger. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> and, Imagine uh, that. And Jason Momoa was attached to it, and it was in uh, pre-production in the 2019, but really nothing else on the internet has is describing anything about it. So maybe it's halted, or maybe the pandemic got this one, or I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get it made, and they, and they just can't. Yeah. But they had, they had a director attached. It was no one that I knew of, and they had Momoa attached, but yeah. I'd so I don't know. It. Would you be Would you be into it? Like, yeah, I like the I like the premise of this. But but you know what? Yeah. In full disclosure, I didn't watch the remake of Point Break, even though I heard it was decent. Like it yeah, was entertaining. I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch it either. I don't know. I'd be fine with it. Whatever. It yeah, was like, my... cool. I might not. Yeah, I might not watch it. But like, I'm cool with them making it. No yeah. problem here. I'm, I'm, Th- I'm this is one Momoa. that I don't think you know they're not remaking it. It's a classic, but not a classic in the sense that it's like okay, yeah. just make a movie about mountain climbing. So, yeah. but let, let's jump into the movie. This movie has a couple parts. I think we can break it down in, in a couple different sections. Wait, but the movie has a couple parts? It has a couple parts, just like it has a premise. Just like it so has a premise. The, the premise of this movie... Is, Not all movies have a couple parts, Drew. That's why I just wanted to know. This one definitely has a couple parts. A couple. <laughs> but the big, the biggest one, as, as you heard in the beginning, it's it basically is the impetus for the whole thing. The accident and the fallout of that accident. Oh. So it introduces us to Gabe Walker, who's played by Great Sylvester Stallone, Great and and Hal Tucker, which I don't Hal. That's a good name, Hal Tucker. What's who's played what's, by Michael Rooker? What's Hal short for? Halbert. <laughs> Halbert. 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 Hal, Halvin. Halvin. <laughs> it's probably something very easy, and it's just like two a.m. right now, so I can't. Hal, Halvin and the Chipmunks. Halvin. But, or is it just Hal? I mean, I don't know why I think short names must be short Hal. for something. I'm going Halbert. That's that's I'm going to Halbert. You know, just like your name is Drew, but it's like, oh, Drew is short for Andrew. And you're like, no, it's not it's, freaking it's not short for mine. Andrew. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> maybe I'm that jerk that's assuming that Hal is just short for something. These know. these two guys, it seemed like, so are they friends or are they work partners or are they work friends? Are they personal friends that work together? Were they, like, where did they become friends? Well, to, what do you yeah, think about their relationship? First and foremost, they're rock climbers. So I like to think that all, you know, 
hardcore rock climbers are kind of buddied together it's somehow. A community, man. Like you saw how when uh, so Gabe's been gone for like eight months after this yeah. tragic accident, and when he comes back, he's on the road, and those two like surfer dudes, stoner dudes, drive up next to him, and this and like, hey, Gabe's back in town. So it's like they know each other, you yeah. know. It's it's a it's a kinship, and, man. And otherwise. Gabe and those two dudes would have nothing in common. Like that, there right. couldn't be more different people, but they have that bond of rock climbing and base jumping, that kind of thing. So, leads me to believe that if they're both rock climbers and they both have similar personalities, which they seem to have, then yeah, they're probably best friends, even though they don't explicitly say that. I got the impression that they had been friends from work but like so they work at this rescue yeah. place right yeah they're like, more i feel like they're more than just work friends but maybe you know maybe they, work start work introduced them and then they became you know they took friends. it to the next level yeah they took they took it to the they next took level friendship to the next level yeah well they've got so they've got this other this other girl who's climbing with michael rooker named sarah yeah her name's sarah and there's this weird three-way relationship with them not like that or like that we or don't maybe, know maybe i don't know <laughs> Like so the 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 premise of this movie is that you know Michael Rooker's got a bum bum knee or whatever and he's kind of up there but why why was he up there with this inexperienced climber yeah. he's he's on this tower right explain See, this to me I, I have a theory about this and and it kind of like pokes holes in the emotional weight of the fall Drew so there's this girl Sarah and and the sweeping shot shows the opening of the movie. Sarah, this inexperienced climber, and her boyfriend, Michael Rooker, just sitting there, Rooker with his leg out. We learn when Stallone goes up there to quote-unquote rescue them, it's not so much a rescue because they're not really in danger so much as they just need a way out, right? Because dude has a bum knee. That this girl, Sarah, is like really good friends with Stallone's character, Gabe, right? Yes. So I'm wondering, how did they... Did Gabe hook the girl up with Rooker? Because if if Stallone was good friends with both of them, how did they not meet previously? That that's the thing. It seemed like it was a set up relationship or something. Or mm. maybe did Stallone date her before? Yeah, did but like, because because it's not because it's not a weird thing because Stallone has a girlfriend of his own who is the pilot of this plane that right. is, is coming to get them. But it, it's not explicit that they're married. Or they just married without the official title or what? He, he looked like he had a wedding ring on when he came back and it had like that blue topaz, like, or whatever the, yeah. it looked like the Western style, um, you know, like Colorado style, like when he had the jacket and everything, it looked like mm-hmm. he had a wedding ring on, but I know her last name's different. So maybe she didn't change her name. I got the impression yeah. that they were dating. I'm not yeah. sure. It seemed like, you know, a year's dating kind of thing, like the kind of thing where maybe they're even engaged for all we know. Yeah. Right. She but, didn't seem associated at work, no. though. She seemed like somebody that was not a worker there, right? Because because of her inexperience climbing. Yeah, so the girl Sarah was sitting there. Like, it seemed like the kind of thing he brought her up there on a date to impress her, right? Yeah. Can we I say mean, that? Describe Probably. this place. Like, describe so, the tower for me, because so this thing the, is like... This mountain is called the tower. It's actually in Italy, but they're claiming it's in Colorado. In the movie, <laughs> in the movie world, it's Colorado. Kayfabe only. So they're up there. And they're stranded, and they need to get out of there. Just be, either A, because Rooker's knee is busted, or B, just because they're kind of like, they, they climbed up this thing, and there's like, 
There's nowhere to go. It's like impossible to get down. It's the skinniest looking. Yeah. How I don't even know how they got up there. It kind of looks honest. like the tower that you like scale in Mortal Kombat when you like you know you go <laughs> the Shao Kahn standing at the top. Mortal Kombat two. It does. That's kind of what the tower looks it like. It does. Me, right. It's it does. So in order to get off of this thing, they call in Stallone and they call in the chopper that has Stallone's fiance, girlfriend, whatever, and of course everybody's favorite old man Frank. Frank. Gotta love so, Frank. So they park this thing. I don't know. What do you say, Drew? A hundred yards away? Probably about that. It's probably about that. They have to park the chopper on another mountain a hundred yards away. So because it's flat surface. They pull out this wire cable and they're going to have everyone scoot across. Now, is that something that a novice climber should be doing you think no hell no that's a pretty but, risky move but i right? i thought that i didn't think the helicopter landed i thought she was trying to keep it steady so it was in the air wasn't it it might have been in the air i don't remember it was exactly. in the air but either way but even makes it even more dangerous yeah so to your point no i i don't think that they should have and i thought that's the kind of thing that you could go together with somebody like, oh, you yeah. know, when they do rescue helicopter mm-hmm. stuff, when they show the Coast Guard, they always yeah. have the Coast Guard guy hanging on the string. Yeah. And it's like, can't they just do that? Why couldn't they have flown the helicopter above the tower? Did I just break the movie? That's exactly what I was going to uh, suggest. <laughs> but, Why couldn't they clamp people to the wire and thing just and, hang s- them. and zip them up? Yes. Yeah. Why well, did they have to do this stunt work? Yeah. They're making a civilian do stunt work, Drew. Couldn't they? But couldn't they just have had Stallone hang out of the helicopter and grab her by the hands? Yes, Drew. Like, I don't understand it. It made, I I swear I didn't know that you were going to say But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Hashtag, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The premise of our show, right? We've got a premise for that. So Rooker's got the bub knee. He goes first, clamps himself to the, his harness to the, to the, the thing. And he, zoop, he zips across over. It's it's horizontal. It's perpendicular. Now, sorry, we don't usually get into this much detail in one scene, but it's, it's, it's very important to the rest of the important. movie and to our show. Um, scoots across, no problem. So they go, all right, Sarah, you're next. Are you ready? And she's like, no, but I guess I have to, <laughs> right? She's super fine. nervous about it. You can tell fine. that she's never been anywhere near a mountain before in her life. All right? why, again, why the hell was she yeah. on this the cliff? Like she yeah. shouldn't have been. How did she even get up there? We'll get to that later. <laughs> But right now, we got to get her from point A to point B. It's going to be like a five-hour episode here. Yeah. <laughs> so she starts, you know, very gradually scooting across because she's freaking scared for her life. And Stallone's making jokes and Rooker's over there making jokes on the other side of the... He's in the chopper already. And what do you know, Drew? The harness rips. And, and describe how she's hanging here, right? Because it, it's like a zip line that you hang your butts in like a... In like a... I don't even know how to say it. It's almost like cradled. Yeah. But he's just hanging cradled. upside yep. down, like parallel with the ground, but looking up to the sky. Mm-hmm. And she's got a hand over hand go backwards yeah. very slowly. And Rooker and the, went over real quick. Yep. And the and the um the buckle is just tantalizingly just hanging yeah. on the carabiner, ready to fall off, and she's gonna plummet four thousand like feet toward death. Cheap metal, man, that yeah. just bends. Yep. It's and it's, it ripped it ripped right away. It was really cheap. It was almost looked like sabotage drew. Almost it was bad. I'm not going to oh. call it sabotage, but it almost looked it. Man. All right. So now she's hanging on for, for hanging on for, on a thread. So what do you do, Drew? What do you do? Stallone's like, I got to go out there and get him. And Rooker says, no, no, no. This wire isn't rated for more than one person at a time. I'm going to send a new harness over, which doesn't make any sense. Does it make I, sense, Drew? 
No, because how the hell is this inexperienced person going to even put the harness on? No. She couldn't even move. And I don't know, like, if I, if I had to pick the way to go, I would have went Stallone's way because he's the one that's the rescue guy. He probably should have went with her to begin with. Yeah. I don't know how it's not weighted for that. Bring a different rope. If you're yeah, going to rescue a, somebody, they knew where they were going. Yeah. Bring a more stable wire, Frank. Freaking Frank. Didn't didn't they know where they were going? Like, shouldn't they have? Yeah, they knew they knew exactly yeah. the type of rescue mission they go, were going to. Oh, it might be Frank's back, fault. Let me go back to the uh, let me go back to the to the to the part about the Coast Guard because when yeah. you talk about the Coast Guard, don't they have that thing? You know, when they rescue people out of the ocean, it's almost like a coffin thing. Yes, it's like, you know, it, it's like a it's, you strap it's them a, in and you fly them off. It's a yeah. cage. Yeah. Where's that at? The, this yeah. rescue operation is like amateur Suspect over here. Suspect at best. At best, you would almost assume foul play was involved, Drew. That's, that's, how, I mean. that's how horribly this was botched. I, I'm going Stallone's way, though. I definitely think his way was the way. It was the quicker, Drew. She was hanging. She was slipping. She he's was not going to make he, it. He's lucky he got there to hold her hand. Yeah, yeah. To he be honest. Hold her hand. That was sweet. Hold her <laughs> hand. <laughs> sweet. So Stallone zips on over there. No, I got to do it this way. And then Rooker's just yelling at him the whole time. Don't you drop her, man. Don't do this. Oh, it's a bad idea. He thinks it's the worst idea in the world, Rooker thinks. Yeah. Even though, like, she's screwed. There's no good ideas. Uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's screwed. And uh, did she did she die, Drew? Yeah, yeah as you heard, she she went... <laughs> ah! If she had a gun, she would have shot it up at the gun. <laughs> she, she didn't. The perfect gun in 60 yeah. seconds reference. <laughs> Kalitri over there. Yeah. So but, um yeah, it was bad. So Sloan had her by the hand. The glove was slipping, slipping, slipping. She falls. Everyone's devastated. Rooker just melts into the ground. Stallone is just looked her in the eyes as she was dying. It was a bad time all around. I, I have a question for you. Shouldn't she have just gone first? Like, I don't know why they needed to quote like sandwich her, whatever the hell they want to talk about. If they want to do mm. that in the bedroom, that's fine. But out on a rescue rope. <laughs> wow. Like what is going on there? Like <laughs> But true. It wouldn't have mattered though. Like her 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 harness was broken, so she would have fell anyway, right? Uh, yeah, but but maybe the tension on the rope would have been and, a little different. I don't and know. And if Rooker wasn't there to help stabilize the wire on the other side, then Stallone definitely couldn't have gone. Well, Frank's after too him. old and feeble to, Frank, to, be, man. <laughs> to be able to I mean, we all love Frank, right? Frank, the, the lovable, you know, Poor park Frank, ranger, man. but like he's, he should probably, should probably should be retired at this point. He, but he, he just has to co-pilot. That's all. He yeah. didn't know he had to stabilize a rope there. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I, but, I think she could, should have gone first and maybe her harness yeah, would have went down. I don't, I don't think know. it mattered. But uh, regardless, I think the actress, Michelle, her name's Michelle Joyner. She did a good she job. She did a great job of like me believing that she was really in danger. Like I have to say that before we move on. She but did better than Michael Rooker. It man. made it gave the scene more gravitas, especially since Rooker was just so terrible. Wasn't he terrible? <laughs> yeah, I mean I, he was bad. Like I, I mean, got nothing against the guy. Like he was fine, but like emotionally not the greatest. If you, if you had a if you had to establish blame for this, who who do you blame? Yeah. Like, so who do you think the blame falls on? We got to rank them, right? So there's four, there's four actors or uh, four, uh, I, I should say, I don't know, best way to call them is uh, suspects, right? Yeah. Who is more to blame? We got Walker, who's Stallone. We have Jesse, the pilot. We have freaking Frank, the old man co-pilot, <laughs> should be retired. And we have Michael Rooker, Hal Tucker, the boyfriend. So I'm thinking most to blame 
It's got to be Frank. <laughs> You're going old man Frank? For, set, for, set, for, the, for the crappy plan and the faulty equipment, Drew. Yeah, but what if it was Stallone's plan, too? Like, I don't know. I Could have been say, Stallone's plan. But, you know, he shouldn't be out there. He, he botched it. You you could blame Jesse for not flying above and say, hey, yeah. you know what? I could fly this helicopter higher. Yeah, I don't know who... The thing is, though, I don't know. Maybe Jesse is in control of that situation and Frank's, like... I don't know, but maybe Frank was supposed to bring the wire and he didn't bring the wire that was heavy enough. I don't know. I'm saying, I'm saying Stallone has the least blame because he tried to help. He was the most Although, heroic. Yeah, everyone he, else kind of froze. You could argue that, I mean, he is directly to blame because he did drop her. I mean, <laughs> well, according to, according I mean, to Michael Rooker's character, yeah. According, according which to is the a big part here. of the movie, which is a big part of the movie. According to the premise of this movie, I mean, he did kind of drop her. I'm, okay, well, I'm, I'm still saying Frank's most to blame because... He he probably didn't do the safety check on that harness, Drew. No, it had a small tear in it. It had a small tear in it. I know the blame. The blame. There's blame that falls squarely on one person's shoulders, and mm. and I've I've got it. It's mm. Hal. He shouldn't have brought her up there to begin yeah, with. Well, okay, that maybe you're maybe you're right. It's That's definitely it. Hal. He shouldn't have brought her up there, which is exactly the right answer. There shouldn't have there's even no been reason. a rescue scenario. Yeah. It's like why are they even there? She if she didn't know how to do that maneuver there, there's no way in hell. She yeah. would have even been skilled enough to be get up no. that mountain. It doesn't make any sense. There's no way they would have been able to climb. That There's mountain. no way she would have been able to climb. But let's assume that he got her up there. Like, Unless he had her yeah. in like the backpack, like Yoda, yeah. you know, it's, like yeah, in, right <laughs> like in Star Wars. Yeah, she's like or in like his a, backpack, like a like a baby Bjorn or something, where she's just dangling. Right? <laughs> he's, like imagine how Jack you'd yeah. have to be to carry somebody yeah. up there, just dangling off his back. I tell you what, Stallone in this movie, maybe she is. Buys and tries, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Let, let's let's talk about the fallout of this because you know clearly Hal, played by Michael Rooker, blames Stallone for this, oh, this situation. Big time, big time. And it it fractures Stallone and Jesse's relationship, who's the pilot of of the plane. Yeah. And he he leaves for eight plus months. He shows up back yeah. out. So, right. To be clear, yeah, Jesse didn't blame him for it at all. Correct. It fractured the relationship because Stallone just pieced out. He blamed He's himself. Gone. He yeah, couldn't he, he left it. Colorado. He's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, and he wanted to bring her back. He was mm. trying to go to the city instead of living out yeah. in you know in the sticks. Yeah, and he wanted to to bring Jesse with him and say, we got to get out of here. Like he mentally was dealing with obviously the PTSD of mm-hmm. losing a close friend. The fact that he blamed himself. He thought he dropped. I mean, he literally did drop her. Yeah, he did. And but, he knew that Hal hated okay. him too. He was his good I don't friend. Know. I mean, it's pretty intense so here, right? Let's break this down in two ways. Number one, Drew, let me ask you this. Now, I don't. Maybe this is hard to answer, but let's say you, me, and 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 and, and your wife, the last wife, were out there rock climbing, right? The first yeah. wife, the first wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, last. <laughs> um, no comment. Let's say. Let's say I, you know. She was in danger and like last ditched effort. I grabbed her hand to save her from falling off. And I, you know, I, I couldn't get the job done. I tried all I could. So was she I don't think we'd be me? friends anymore. I, you know, I feel like it'd be hard for you to look me in the eye. I'll be honest. Whether it's my fault or not. More than likely, she's a, she'd be the one that's climbing. True. And I'd be in her backpack. True. She'd be, yeah. <laughs> she's a much more skilled yeah. climber than me. And, and I'd be in her backpack. Maybe, maybe you'd let me, maybe, maybe you would have to rescue me. Yeah. <laughs> then I would die. <laughs> would she blame you? <laughs> well, two questions. All right. Well, two questions. Yeah. Let me let me ask this. Okay. So let's say she's holding me, right? Yeah. And then she drops me. Oh man. Does that affect the the marriage? 
Well, I mean, we we don't we can't podcast anymore, so that's clearly a problem. <laughs> you know? Wrong answer. The answer is no, because she's going to listen to this episode. The answer is no. It would not affect your marriage. Don't let my not. death affect your marriage. Okay. It would not. I would miss you. <laughs> yeah. I would miss you. <laughs> now you know if you were the one that were dropped, and I dropped you, then obviously she would never talk to me again. Well, yeah, you never know. But if she dropped you. And then I would have to obviously marry your wife and make sure <laughs> I mean, the family's okay. It's just, it's just no funny business and no funny business. It's this the is, code of the law, no, right? It's no funny business. I'm not going to we'll have separate hey, bedrooms. You got to take fine. care of my daughter somehow, I'm just gonna, right? I'm going to take care of the household, you know? <laughs> somebody's got <Yeah. laughs> to help out. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. but <laughs> it's, that's like unwritten law, like for these, these friendships, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, if one of us dies, one of us take happens, care of the family. If anything happens to you. Take care yeah. of my family. It's like imagine uh, and on, that, and honestly, and also, like just just like in the other scenario, if something happened to you, Drew, she would have to take care of me. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it's <laughs> not. I would not have to take care of her. She exactly. would have to take care of me. <laughs> I mean, was it was the judge? Yeah, the judge was the grudge justified for this guy Tucker? Do you think? What's your thoughts? See, it's different Real thing talk. between a grudge and like just not being able to look the guy in the eye anymore. Like, I mean, he like almost the relationship him off could a cliff. change, right? Like, he was ready to throw the guy off the cliff. Now, do you think he was ready to throw the guy off the cliff because he was mad that he dropped her? He was mad that he did it his way instead of Brooker's way? Or was he, I don't know, was he mad that he left? I think and he, he didn't was grieve mad. with him. Yeah, that's that's my theory. Yeah. I think it, it was the combination of the fact that it happened and then he left. Okay. And he didn't grieve with him. Because, like we said, right, it was that three-way friendship there. Do you think and he went to the funeral? I mean, there wasn't. There's no body. Maybe it's. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean there was, there was, a, was body. a ceremonial it funeral. Do you think Stallone like, went to the funeral, or do you think he just ghosted? I mean, it looked like a rag doll that fell. It was clearly like one of those fake yeah. bodies that they throw out of a window. Right. <laughs> but I think I think maybe he didn't. Maybe he just left. He couldn't process it, and maybe okay. that's what yeah. happened. Okay. Like to me, I think that's part of the grudge. Like the fact that yeah. he 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 let it happen, and then he left. They couldn't process it together. But this this is the big thing of the movie, right? And this is kind of the, the premise of what is underlying. And, and I know we spent a lot of, of time on this, but yeah. this is this is the hugest, essentially the hugest part yeah. of the movie besides the heist itself. And I'm still right? not done. I'm still not done here myself. So before we go to the heist, I have two more questions, two more very important questions for All you. Right. I got to jump back to Stallone and Jesse's relationship, right? One question I have for you in this, and maybe this could, you know, you could draw on your experience because you've been engaged and now married and no. I've never been engaged or married. So would it have been worse? We don't, again, we don't know if Stallone and Jesse are married or yeah. if they're fiancéed or if they're just boyfriend, girlfriend who live together. Clearly they live, they live together based on the scene in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Would it have been worse for Stallone to just leave for eight months if they were in a relationship or if they were actually married? Oh, if they were married. No. Because like okay, well, go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Tell okay, me what you're saying. Here's say. my my rationale is if they were just in a boyfriend girlfriend dating relationship, even if it was a couple years, right? If you leave for eight months without a contact, that's like the end of the relationship, right? So it's over, right? Right. But if you're married and you leave out of like you know some crazy you know emotional breakdown, you're still married by yeah. law. So there's. There's more to like reconcile. It's more important to reconcile. There is, but like so, this is '93. What like cell phones don't ex- really? I mean, they don't exist widely. No. Zach Morris had one, but clearly, you know, Gabe Walker didn't have one. Mm. There's a payphone. Like, <laughs> There's a payphone. Did phone. he call her? 
did he call her? Did he call her and hang up? Before, was it when she zero answered? contact? Like that—that yeah. that plays into the I, question. Like when he was away, was he yeah. away? I think he called. He called the house, and when she answered, he hung up. That yeah. he did that move. He did <laughs> it's that like, move. He listened to her going like, yeah. "Hello, yeah, hello, goddamn, answer this? me, stop calling me." Yeah, who and is he's this? Just listening to her talk. Yeah. I mean that 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 he didn't have the nerve to say a word because if he left and never said a word. Yeah. That's 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 ground. So it's like, worse because goodbye. you married person. You're supposed to share everything with them. Blah blah blah. I mean, blah, how blah, do blah, you blah, just you know? I mean, if you and me, let's say I left for eight months and yeah. I didn't talk to you again, what what yeah. would happen? It'd be I weird. Know, what's right? up, man? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my uh, question, while we wrap this up with uh, Tucker's grudge, it was it justified? I have a um, I don't know. This may be an insensitive question. All right. But I'm just we'll gonna ask it, going. and I hope I don't offend people out there. How long does it take t- to be in a relationship, like time wise, for a death like this to be so devastating to hold a Ooh. grudge against your best friend? Because clearly they were just kind of dating and not yeah. they were engaged. So was Hal more upset for how young of a relationship? You know, I obviously oh, like- girl died. Girl died is tragic. Like no, we had no so much way more to it. experience, yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like it could like, have been a great relationship. Like, couldn't he, like you know, not hold it so much <laughs> against just get over it? Yeah, <laughs> a tragedy. It's tragic. The girl died. Whoa. She fell. She fell four thousand. She's dead. She died. She died. She, she's dead. Put Terrible tragedy. But like, come on. Obviously, he's doing this. He brought her up there to impress her, which means they yeah. weren't dating very long. I don't think it's that insensitive of a question yeah. because okay. to your point, you were going to say it. Stallone was the one that should have been devastated because yeah. not only did he drop her, he knew her longer. He knew her longer than Hal did. Come on now, Hal. Get with it. And then when Stallone shows back up and they're doing the rescue mission, Hal, you know. Yeah. Stallone has to tell him, hey, we all lost something that day up, up, there, yeah, on that, up there on that mountain. We all lost something. Yeah. Hal is being insensitive to the fact that Sarah was one of his best friends. I agree. I agree. I don't so, think that Booker I didn't like this, had no, it I don't like enough. this grudge one bit. Not one I bit. I agree. And I've, you know, I've seen this movie. This is one of the first R-rated movies I've ever seen, Drew. And like even my, you know, immature mind back then when I was, I don't know, 12, 11, 10 years old. I always hated Michael Rooker's character in this movie. And like, he's like a good guy. Like, you know, once the heist thing starts going on, but like totally unjustified laying this on his best friend like that. I mean, he knew her well enough to call her baby, baby. (laughs) Baby, no, Zach. Instead of Michael Rooker, should they have, should they have taken Kyle Reese from (laughs) Terminator? Cause he's so good at yelling, sir. In '93, I guess. <laughs> what was he doing in '93? Michael Bean. What it was, was like, Michael Bean doing? It was Navy like nine Seals? years, nine years after Terminator. I don't know. It was like Navy SEALs, I guess, at the yeah. time with like Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But um, the other part of this movie that we should get to. Oh, this movie has more than one part. Yeah, the, we talked about a couple parts. This is yeah. the other of the couple parts. John Lithgow and this heist. Basically the rest of the movie. We talked about the, the first 10 parts. minutes of the movie. There is no there is no ending. There it's just the beginning and then and then a long middle. Yeah. We t- we talked about yeah, there there literally is no ending. Yeah. It just ends. Hashtag we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But the other part of this is the heist. So I just I have one question for you, right? So the, this yes. the next this movie really centers around John Lithgow. And his John Lithgow, whatever you want to say, Harry from Harry and Henderson's. Yeah, Harry. 
You know, or, third or rock from the sun, the dad from third Mr. rock Henderson, from third rock not Harry. Yeah. Third rock from the sun. John Lithgow, he's this international terrorist or robber, as we a as robber. we heard from the synopsis. Such he's an international word. robber. It's a robber. And he's trying to pull off this heist in partnership with some US Treasury guy named uh Travers. Travers. So they pull but, off this weird heist. Such a cop, by the way. Bald, yeah. bushy mustache, he such had a the, cop. The, the cue ball, um, yeah. horseshoe hair, hairstyle with a mustache, yep. you know? Such, such a cop. Let bit me of, ask you the game. about this heist, and I'll, I'll set it up for the listeners. So the way that this worked was Travers is this U.S. Treasury agent that goes across country and, like, flies and escorts non-denominational type bills where basically there are $1,000 bills that they use to make large cash exchanges because they can't use smaller because they're too big, right? So they take it on this like secret secure plane and this guy basically, you know, sits with the money and they take it from point A to point B. And this guy, we get the impression that he's done this a lot of times because they said, oh, I sent my best agent. This guy's never missed a, a flight. He's never lost any cases, whatever, right? They're, uh, sorry, I think I said non-denominational. They're uncirculated bills. Uncirculated. So the, the other thing too is, just, and I'm going to say this, like if these are uncirculated bills, they even made a point to say, these are uncirculated. I'm not worried about it. If they get lost, then who, nobody has the means to exchange these. And they say, oh, but Quaylen has the means to exchange it. He's got, he's got his in. Like, he's, got, he's got an in. Doesn't He, he knows a guy. And I know we're going to talk about this in, in the villain scale when we talk about the plan itself, but just doesn't this whole heist seem unnecessarily oh complicated? Oh my God, it's so complicated, Drew. It's what I, the only thing I wrote about the heist in my notes while watching this movie was, <laughs> is all of this necessary? <laughs> I mean, and for only $100 million, I know yeah. that's a lot of money in 93, yeah. but it just there seems was, so... There was so much danger in like faking a plane crash and <laughs> and and the tying the, a cable across yeah, two planes tying the cable across two planes and the dirty cop waiting until the absolute last possible second to reveal his badness to the good guy cops that were in the plane <laughs> with them that almost arrested him yeah and they give you the fake out too, by the way. They yeah. make you think that the FBI guy's the dirty cop. Yeah. Where he's looking outside, he sees the window, yep. he sees the he sees the other plane tailing them and mm-hmm. everything. Like I I don't know. I just I don't understand this whole thing. And I think it's probably the excuse to do the cool stunt. And obviously it was pretty sweet and it was awesome it was. to watch. Yeah. But I want to talk to you about Travers just in general. Like, what's his plan after this thing? Oh. Because this guy is clearly a US government agent. How's he going to get away with uncirculated bills that this guy, Quaylen, who you know damn well you can't trust this guy, he's the only one that has the means to exchange the bills. Yeah, so what is this guy going to do? Is he going to Mexico? Like, yeah. what's his plan? There's a, see, there's a thought. Here's what's in Travers' head. It's Travers, Hawaiian shirt, straw hat, sunglasses, lotion on the nose. Yeah. Ready at a cafe, at an outdoor cafe. Ready to accept John Lithgow. Uh, what's his name? Um, Quaylude? Quaylude. <laughs> Quaylin. <laughs> Eric Quaylin. He sees Quaylin in the distance with a large briefcase. God, there's my guy. He's going to pay me all the clean bills, and I'm going to be made in the shade. Mm-hmm. That's in his head. Is that a reality, Drew? No, this guy. No. His Quaylin's reality. going to kill this guy the second he gets the money. His reality is thrown off of a mountain. That's his reality. Yeah. I mean, how long do you think this guy was planning this? Because they made the impression, you know, this guy has done this hundreds of times. He's mm-hmm. done this 
this trip? Did he finally just get fed up with his job? Or was he like, man, this sucks. I hate this job. I'm so, carrying all this money. I don't get yep. to take any for myself. It's the what's, guy, what's motivation? man. He's been doing it the right way for 20 years. And you know what cops do when they do it for 20 years? They bust their humps. That's what they call it. I've been busting my hump for 20 years. Too yeah. old for this shit. What has the Bureau ever done for me? I need a way out. And he works I for need- like the Department of Treasury too. So he's not even in like the FBI or so anything. So boring. So boring. He's just flying He's just cash. crunching numbers, flying cash, busting humps, <laughs> and he's sick of this shit. And he's yeah. ready for his permanent vacation. Not dead. Well, he, he even seems just totally disgusted by Quaylen and his crew the whole movie. Yeah. Like, because he, he, he's still a cop. It's his inner like, cop going right? out, calling them scumbags. He doesn't, he doesn't approve of any of the murderings except for the ones that he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only his own. Yeah. Because he shot up a bunch of people in this. Oh, didn't he, oh, this he guy. loved shooting people. Loved he it. had to. He never he used a service weapon before today, Drew. That's true. <laughs> this is the only time. <laughs> they didn't say it, but I assume that's what he would say. This guy was, I mean, this guy, look, this guy was a, a, a douche. He was yeah. a, a big asshole. Yeah. And you know what? He, you know what? He also, like, total cop move. He loved to raise his voice to like try to gain control of the situation. Like he had a big, uh, you know, a, a big butting of heads between him and Quaylen. He hated not being in control. He wanted yeah. to be the boss of this operation. Well, he had his Nintendo Virtual Boy that he was carrying yeah. around the whole the whole <laughs> time. I mean, he's got this 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 thing. I have questions about that. You know, <laughs> Colin, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But this guy, I mean. How he survived the plane crash is beyond me. How yeah. anybody survived the plane crash really? is beyond me. Because yeah. you know, to fast forward, we'll get through this in a second. They basically try to try to get this thing. As he shoots them up, one of the other agents is still alive and and does an awesome thing, which doesn't happen in movies. He gets a gun and shoots out at the yeah. other plane. He shoots out the fuel tank. He shoots oh, yeah. out the stabilization fluid. I mean, that guy that guy did some damage before yeah. that plane went down. Oh yeah, and, and he did he did. You know, some he good work saved, there. He almost saved the day. He almost did for sure. But the plane goes down and they, they do a, an emergency landing and, you know, they cover their heads. So it's okay. They, they, they're not going to die because they put their hands on their heads. Sure. I mean, and yeah, that's, they teach it, you that before the plane takes off. Every, right. Every plane you ever go on. They, they crash yeah. in the, in the woods and their, their, their cases are scattered all over the place mm. and they've got tracking in them. And this guy, like I said, he has the Nintendo virtual boy and he's got <laughs> this thing you know, does it not look like one? It totally <laughs> right? does. I didn't think about it. And then you said it and like, yeah, it's totally Which you can never boy. see the damn screen in that thing. Yeah. It's so dark. <laughs> I never owned one, but I definitely tried it at, at the, uh, at the electronics boutique. <laughs> I played one. Like think about, it. think about that thing, right? Yeah. It didn't have a head strap. No. It had a stand. It had to lead into it. <laughs> so how do you, do you, so do you put it on a table that you line up perfectly with? Yes. So that you, like when I played it at a friend's house, it was on the floor. Wait, so you, had we like, that, you had a friend that you had a friend that actually owned. I it. had Holy a friend that crap. had one. Wow, he, he bought it from Blockbuster. You know when they used to sell the systems? Oh yeah, sure. And I think he had one game. It was Mario Tennis or Wario that's, Tennis. That's, that was it. I think it's the only game that ever existed. That's the game I played in Electronic Fatigue. It was, <laughs> it was you know, not only is it just red and black. Like uh, you know, you get you get like a tension headache just from staring. Yeah, at there's that no thing. way you can play that for more than 15 minutes at a but time. But it, it was it wasn't. Like, did you put it on the table? Is that what you did? Like, how do you sit with it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was standing because it was at the, the video game store. And like, I assumed if I owned this, this is what I would do. I would just stand when I play. I don't know. <laughs> you need like a boom arm for it. <laughs> yeah. Like our microphone, just put yeah. it on your eyes. It's like before yeah. the head strap exists. But anyway, this guy, like I, I get, this whole plan is so convoluted and, and just dumb. 
but now they got to find these cases and the whole fetching of the cases this this whole situation to me they they need Stallone and Rooker so they fake this distress call great yeah great great call i don't great even know call. why because they wanted a helicopter but because the weather was so bad they couldn't send a helicopter so they just send out Rooker and he's he's basically yeah. just climbing solo free solo there yeah and he goes to show up which, by the way, I also have questions about because I doubt that they would send one single climber in the middle of a storm to rescue a group of hikers. Yeah. So for eight months, Stallone leaves the crew and they just don't hire a new guy. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's like, yeah. Rooker's going solo. Yeah. So, you know, they, they need Rooker and him to find these cases. Did they really need him? I mean, they had the tracker. I think they did, man. They because couldn't just climb themselves? No, because they... You look, at, look at John Lithgow, <laughs> Drew. Just look at him. Yeah, he had, he had the down coat. I mean, yeah. did he really gonna, need the coat? And plus, like, they're so heavily armed, Drew. Like, how are they going to climb with, you know, with well, all these guns around, you know? Man? That guy did have a noob tube. Yeah, you know, he had a noob tube, heavy. man. And he used it. No, but... <laughs> he did use it. That first case, which was like, I don't know, it was up Stallone. It was an easy climb for him. It was maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 feet at they most. They made him do it with, like, no rope, right? Like, it yeah. looked higher than that, 30 feet. Yeah, man. So I love that they they tied a rope to him, and then they <laughs> took his they, and then they took his jacket, and they're like, "No, oh, you can't go far without your jacket." <laughs> but really, all that was was a means to get Stallone to show his jacked yeah. freaking arms. Yeah, that's you, all man. it was. But he, you know, and but that case is like what, like three hundred pounds. I don't know how much thing? money weighs, but yeah, probably at least hundred. It was, it was, you the know, case so itself empty was probably crazy. A hundred million dollars, three no. cases, divide that up. Like, but, I don't know. Yeah, but you definitely won. Yeah, you, you definitely need, you need an experienced climber to get those kind of cases, but they could have gone about policing those climbers a lot better than they did. I mean, this like whole Rooker, th- I'm sorry, go ahead. This whole thing was just like, it, it just seems so far fetched to me to try to find these cases. Like, at what point do you just give up and get out of there? <laughs> so, you know like, what? It didn't work. work. Sorry, guys. It's a hundred million. We'll go do another heist. Like they weren't made in this whole thing. I don't know. There is no other heist for Travers though. I mean, Quaylen would definitely get another heist. That's what he does. What they should have done right away was kill Travers. I know he said he had the codes to the virtual boys, so he couldn't, he couldn't do it. They didn't want to kill him, but you know, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not liking this plan. You know, yeah, they could have killed Travers right away. And just had Stallone there, you know, throw throw Rooker off the mountain too. Just have Stallone and say, all right, we have no tracking. There's $100 million on this mountain, split up three ways. Find us those cases. Yeah. You have 48 hours or you're dead. It, that's what I mean. Why did they have to yeah. all go? It's yeah. like they had a parade of people on yep. this like sheer cliff. Yeah. Like get the hell out of here. And if you're smart, wouldn't you have sent up Rooker first? Because he's clearly the one that you want to kill first. You're going to need Stallone more later. And if yeah. they had done that, Stallone wouldn't have been sneaking around trying to pick him off one by yeah. one. He was definitely doing, like, I, I was thinking about, like, Predator. Yeah. Stallone was like Predator on a mountain. Exactly. Picking these guys off. And, like, Rooker couldn't have done that. You're right. You're right. They should have sent Rooker up first. They should have sized the two guys up. So, this guy has big arms. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't let him off by on his own. Unless they wanted to kill the tougher guy first because they thought, you know, this guy's probably more of a threat. Well, then they should. It's like they they talk too much, too. They they said they were going to kill him in front of Rooker. And Rooker's like, hey, they're going to kill you. Don't come down. (laughs) And Rooker knows he's safe because they can't kill him. Because that's true. If Stallone either A, gets away or B, dies, 
then either way, they're going to need Rooker. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, look, I think we need to talk about Quaylen and his crew. Let's let's jump to, let's to Lithgow. Yeah. Because the, the case is, I mean, obviously it's part of this, but it's part of the plan. So John Lithgow is a former British military intelligence officer. The character is named Eric, Eric Quaylen. I don't know much about this guy. They talk a little bit about his, his, his has previous some, crimes. There's some lore to him spit throughout the movie that I kind of like glazed over. He had been involved in other other high crimes, I guess. But I, I found an interesting piece of trivia about this, that Christopher Walken was originally cast in this mm. role and he left production before filming began. So they cast John Lithgow as last minute replacement, which you could tell he was because in my whole opinion, I think we'll, we'll tackle it in the villain scale. He just did not have the look or the style for this type of role. No. Yeah, Christopher Walken would have been great. Like He's used to playing a villain. Lithgow, I thought, was just awkward. And it reminded me a lot of the bad guy from Under Siege 2. Yes. Where it's like, he's the brains of the operation. But is he, though? Because it was such a bad plan. And It was um, a really bad plan. And he didn't instill fear in me, you know? Even though he was murderous. He was like, more I didn't take him seriously. I didn't take him seriously. He's like the king of white collar crime. And maybe it was his, his just tremendous bald head, his, his, <laughs> his, his, his eight head, if you will. He should have left the mask on the whole time. He would have looked yeah. tougher, I yeah. feel. You know? Yeah. Let, let's, put him, let's put him through the scale because we'll talk about the henchmen and some of the other crew through yeah. this. And I think with the villain scale, if you're new to the show, we, we have four categories. We take each villain through it. We do their look and their style, hide out and layer plan and then their henchmen and we give them one to five and, and previously we've been kind of giving individual scores i think what if we try something different this time let's try to agree on a score and then we don't have two random scores it's fair and what we're going to do is I, i'm going to do this i promise to the listeners we're going to put all the previous villains on our website i started the the spreadsheet already i'm putting all the previous scores and then maybe one day someone also wrote into us about maybe doing a, a, a maybe an overall villain episode best, where we the best some of the old ones. Sure. So we need to know where some of these guys rank. We can't do it today, but I'm in the process, and I know you were helping me to pull some of the scores yeah. together. We'll have them on the website. But start with this guy, right? His look and his style. I mean, what what do you think Drew, of his look? You know, do you think you could beat up John Lithgow? <laughs> yes. And you're not you, a fighter. You I know, know who that. could beat him up? Frank. I'm not a fighter either. Frank could have beat him up, yeah. I think, personally, uh, if he yeah, didn't have a gun. Yeah, take the gun away, and then old man Frank probably could give him a run for his money. Exactly. True. I don't know. He he's he had the hairstyle. I'll give him that of a, of a villain. I'll give him that. He, it was you know very bald, like forehead for days. Yeah. Other than it, that, you know, he had the cool gas mask, but nothing about his clothes screamed anything about villainous. He had guns, I guess. That was yeah. cool, but so did the, all the other guys. Yeah. You know what? Did he? Yeah. Well, he shot the one girl. Yeah. He did. He did shoot. <laughs> pretty pretty he ruthlessly. Did, okay, so he did kill at least one person. He killed a bunch of people. How many people did he kill? Killed the he, girl? He didn't kill Frank. The other guy did, but I got the impression he killed the girl. He, well, maybe he didn't actually. His body he, count maybe wasn't so high. I don't think he killed more than one person. He did try to like chop them up with the helicopter blades, which was kind of yeah. cool. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that was kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. He was, maybe, he was no, blade he killed, chasing. No, I'm checking it out on, a, it's uh, all, all out of Shout out. Where uh, they break down some of these deaths uh, adjacent to moviebodycount.com. Man. Uh, and it confirms one kill. I did check NBC and it, wasn't, it wasn't on there. That's how I found all out of Bubblegum, which all is right. just, you know, I recommend you check it out. And the villains wiki too. He's, yeah. he's got a pretty weak score on there, in my yeah. opinion. 
So yeah, a one, you one kill. So yeah. We gotta uh, go one here, right? Yeah, one. I was gonna maybe generously give him a two yeah. for the bald head, the five head, but nah. no, let's give him a one. We gotta go one. He, yeah. he didn't even have cool outfits. Like, no. and how did, where did he get the parka from? Did yeah. they know they were gonna crash in Colorado? <laughs> like, he well, had all these, like, like winter clothes. Like, Well, I guess you could file it under plan. I mean, if he was prepared, then I mean, right. it's more for the plan. <laughs> there you go, there but you that's go. not necessarily look style. If, what he about, planned, if he planned to have cool outfits, then, yeah. then we could put it in look style. Oh, he's definitely got a one. His, yeah. his, his style sucks. Yeah. But what about what about his hideout in his lair? So he doesn't really have a hideout, mm-hmm. but he did have a sweet plane, and it was like a private jet. Yeah, so that counts. That counts. He's probably I used it in previous heists, or do you think all of his heists are like wildly convoluted? <laughs> no, because he probably would have died on them, yeah. you know? But maybe they were. Maybe he gets a thrill of like, he's like almost going like, to get caught. Shoot, this guy should be in Fast and the Furious, right? He should. Like he should. one of the good guys. Like he's Air great. Krillin. At these ridiculous, overly complicated heists, a hundred percent. Let's drive a car through a through a building. Yeah, <laughs> in Dubai. Yeah, in Dubai. That's a plan that he came up with. Yeah, I, I I don't know what to say. I maybe give him a two here because the plane's cool, yeah. but he I doesn't mean, have anything else. But just because he has money doesn't mean that you know he he has a cool lair. You have to like do something with the money, like M. Bison, for example. Yeah, right. You need Bisonopolis. Yeah, and Shadaloo. Yeah, I don't know. Are you good with a two? I'm. I'm I'm thinking one just because yeah. like you know just because you have a plane the plane itself fair is enough. like the plane as an idea is cool but the but it's still bare bones fair enough fair enough I'll, I'll go I'm good with that uh, uh, we can go go one let's go, go one. one we'll okay. give him the lowest because we don't know what his other stuff is we could speculate yeah. on it but but he's looking pretty bad and you know from memory I knowing that we were gonna do a villain scale on this guy I knew it was gonna be low because yeah freaking sucks he might be the lowest of all the low on yeah. our whole thing his henchmen are better than bad. him. So we'll get oh, to it. Oh, they absolutely yeah, are. We'll I'm surprised it. they didn't take him over. Yeah. But the the plan. So we already yeah. touched on his plan. We don't need to go through the whole thing. But he no. was trying to steal $100 million with the most convoluted air heist possible. <laughs> I, I don't think this had, you know, really okay. a good chance of success, I guess. No, I don't know. it's Do very you? risky. But I think that the plan to steal the $1,000 bills or whatever they were and convert them, I mean, that itself is a good plan. Are there we sure are, he could have done it, though? Yeah, he knows a guy. He he definitely knows a guy in Sweden or something or who knows, Switzerland. I don't know. Um, So the plan itself is good. Just like he – did he just get too flashy with the execution, right? Yeah. I mean, he, maybe he wanted to be caught. Maybe he likes maybe, the thrill yeah. of it. Maybe this is like know. his 20th heist. And he's like he wanted to ramp up his body count. It's just you – know? I don't know. I mean, did he also plan to kill other people in this too? Because – you know, we'll say it later, but at, at the end of the movie, I mean, everybody's dead. Yeah. I mean, I would have assumed he was going to kill Travers. He's probably going to kill maybe some of these other people. Or was he going to plan to actually let them live? Like, was this his send off into the sunset yeah, plan? Do you think that he has new henchmen for every One heist? last job? Every yeah. heist is new henchmen and he just kills every, all kills them all off. Joker style. One yeah. last job. One, last, One job. last ride. Just like, you know, Fast and the Furious. I but don't yeah, know. He had like a girlfriend that he like, maybe he was... Clearly didn't care about her. He killed her, yeah. but just to prove <laughs> a point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that makes his like other plan better. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to give him a three for plan. I'm but, okay with it. But I'm going to dock him a point because his plan 
his plan B when plan A went awry. It was awful. It was awful <laughs> about having Stallone and, and Rooker go around the mountain. So and he couldn't he couldn't keep a leash on either one of them. <laughs> so bad. It really was so bad. Yeah. And they almost let this old helicopter yeah. Frank guy get yeah. him too. Yeah. Come on and, now. You know, uh, I don't know where else to stick this, so I'm going to stick this here while we're on the subject. Yeah. The scene where Jesse, the pilot, flagged him down thinking it was Frank. Yeah. And then he yeah. held her he held her at gunpoint in the air. Yeah. Was it is it me? Or could she just have like ducked down and he never would have had a good shot. She right? could have, he would probably would have had a hard time shooting yeah. her anyway. He's yeah. trying to fly How, a helicopter. He would he was pointing through the through windshield. The like he wasn't gonna shoot his own windshield. <laughs> no, it's a safety wasn't. hazard. She just let him kidnap her. <laughs> that gun and that gun was also like he wasn't going to shoot that like feebly holding yeah. it out. That gun was yeah. going to fly out of his hand. The if she would have like it. if she would have moved laterally, that means he would have had to shoot her accurately sideways yeah. while flying a helicopter. Absolutely, dumbest not character happen. in movie history yeah. for getting He's, for getting kidnapped by a, a helicopter pilot <laughs> midair. <laughs> I mean, maybe we got to give this guy credit for that, I guess. Yeah, that's like the pretty intimidation good. Factor. That's pretty good. <laughs> the intimidation factor of that. All right, I'll give but, him, uh, uh, all right, we'll give, give I'm him a two. I'm going to give him a two. You give him a two. I'm going right. to 2.5 because he 2. kidnapped 5? her. All he right. kidnapped her in midair. We'll give him an all extra right. half point. <laughs> that's part of the plan. <laughs> he kidnapped someone while flying the helicopter. Part of the plan. He's <laughs> like 100 feet away, too. He's so far away. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I didn't think about that while it happened. Yeah. Oh man! All right. Well, let's, all right. Last category: the henchman. Yeah. So I have a rundown of the henchman here. Okay, good. And and maybe there's a question that you could ask whether Travers was actually the boss. I think this guy was. But if you want to count Travers as one of the henchmen, Dude. I don't. Yeah. But we'll put him here. And I'll also tell you um, how they died if Great. if you want. Right. Great. So you got of Richard I want. Travers here, the Treasury officer. Yeah. He gets shot and killed, and he's in the ice yeah, underneath to, the water. To be preserved, preserved for future good. generations. Someone's going to find him 30 years from now, frozen, wondering got, what he did. And, and this guy wasn't much of a henchman, in my opinion, but I, no. I'll so defer he to was you. like, he was a 1B. And like, I, we've touched on this earlier. I hated that, like, he thought, whenever he thought he was losing control of the situation, he would just yell. Yeah. And like, flex his, his cop muscles. And nobody cared. Nobody cared. He yelled, and people laughed at him. It's like, you know, when you have to yell that you're in charge, you're not in charge. Yeah, it's you're like, not in charge. That, that the guy it. was weak as hell. Yeah. So yeah. then you got Crystal, who's the pilot of the of the jet, and she yeah. was shot in a, on a sacrifice by Quaylen. Yeah. So Quaylen was trying to gain the upper hand back from Travers. So we shot the only other living pilot. So if you're going to get off this mountain, then you can't kill me. It was actually pretty good insurance policy by by Quaylen. I'll tell you what, this, and I, I, I saved this in a, in a minute, but I'm just going to mention now while we're talking about it. I think we're missing, we might be missing a category here. Yeah. We, I know we haven't added it and we might need to go back and do this at some point, yeah. but I think we don't account for the guy's ruthlessness, like it's, the actual evil of good, the villain. You yeah, know what I mean? Be category. Because we have the plan, but like the plan, maybe we touch on the evilness of it yeah. or, or a, whatever. Or psychosis or something yeah. like that. Yeah. We, we, we have like to it. debate this one for a future Because time. he would gain points for ruthlessness. You're right. Right. Because he didn't care about who he killed. I mean, he killed yeah. his girlfriend straight up, right? Maybe so, maybe we can add him, and then we can retroactively add to points to every to villain the other guys. done. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it won't be hard to do. We'll I kind of like it. it. We'll, we'll discuss it, it, and then we'll make a final determination upon the next villain. Yeah, we, we we'll make. have a ruling. Yes. All right, so then back to the other guys. You get, and Then you got Delmar, who's the British guy with a mullet. Great mullet. He got, Soccer fan. Yeah, <laughs> which is a great scene. Yeah. He got shotgun to the gut and tossed off a mountain. Yeah. Pretty pretty good death. Man, you know you know what I, you know what movie trope I hate 
in in these types of movies is when the guy goes, he, he goes to his henchman. He tells the henchman, "All right, kill this guy. Make it quiet." And he got, and the and the and the boss walks away, or like yeah. they they make you like kill the guy around the corner, so the guy escapes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. I hate that. I hate that. And I, of course, this happened. Rookery talked him into beating his ass and not shooting him just long enough to stab him in the leg. Oh, yeah. And flip him over the mountain. It's great death. Great death. This guy had some promise though, right? He was the he was the toughest of all. He of them. was the no nonsense guy of everything, right? I mean, he shot Frank. He's the guy that yeah. killed Frank, right? He killed he Frank in cold him. blood. Poor Frank. And he was like, oh, "I'm tired oh. of this. Like, why'd you kill the, the oh. innocent man?" He's like, "I'm done yeah. with this." Frank Frank was not qualified to be working on that mountain anymore. No. But I didn't want him dead, Drew. Yeah, I mean, I nobody I wants want him, to nobody see wants him dead. A nice old man die no. in 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 cold blood. In cold blood. This yeah. guy was was the toughest of all of them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then he had Heldon who was the long blonde hair guy who's barely in the movie. He just falls off the cliff in an avalanche because the other guy, yeah. I think Ryan was noob tube in the whole time. <laughs> you can't noob tube on a mountain. Now. I know that true. He, he was noob tube. And it was like, <laughs> you can't even yell in the mountain sometimes, right? Because don't they say that you're going to cause an avalanche? Drew, if I were ever, I've never, I've never um, shot a gun in my life, Drew. <laughs> but I would love to go to, can you go to a range and fire off noob tubes? Because I would love it. <laughs> I don't think so. I would love it, Drew. I don't think so. And it makes that such a rewarding sound. It's like, thunk, thunk. (laughs) But the best part was that gun was simultaneously noob tubing and shooting like regular rounds at the same time. Usually you have to switch the perk for Call of Duty for that. He wasn't doing it. He was, he was machine gunning and, and tubing at the same time. Sounds OP to me. Sounds OP. It was pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, But this guy just died in an avalanche. He's pretty weak. And then you had, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but Kinet or Kinet, played by Leon from Cool Leon. Runnings. Also, Shep in Above the Rim for all, yeah. of, all of you uh, basketball fans out there. Clearly, between him and Delmar, you got a, you got a, a contest for dude, toughest villain here. Dude. Both tougher all, than Quaylen. Yeah. This guy was a silent assassin, for sure. He was awesome. <laughs> Actually, no, he wasn't really silent. He had some cool one-liners. Yeah. No bullets, bitch. It was awesome. Yeah. He was, he was, he had some grit to him too. So right? this uh, whole cave scene, it's very much ingrained in my mind. This, the scene or the, of, of Stallone just yelling at him, if you want me, I'm in here. Like that is like all time movie lines to me. It may not be to someone yeah, else. It reminds but me of the trailer, you know? Yeah. I just love him shouting that. It's such a tough thing to say. Come meet me in the cave, bitch. And then he just starts karateing him. I didn't expect it. <laughs> he really, he really I didn't expect did. it. He was he was a very unassuming <laughs> henchman there where he had some really tough moves. And yeah. the 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 karate or martial arts or whatever he was doing. He was giving him like roundhouses. He was and doing drop roundhouses. Kicks. He was giving was him ridiculous. drop kicks. Stallone was getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Because Stallone, was, he's always a he's a he's he's a jacked rock climber. He's not he's really a, a fighter. He's like Darren McCord, for, is like a firefighter from yeah. Sudden Death. Like he's very much like like Van Damme and Sudden Death. Yes, he's just a he's a, a regular blue collar worker here, yeah. just trying to rescue people off of a mountain. Yeah, it was crazy. That guy was awesome, and his death stabbed overhead like a bane about to st- like crush him on his knee, but stabbed yeah. to a stalactite. So he went stalactite. Up. He went up. Stalactite or stalagmite? Which one's might or tight? I tight. Forgot. I think tight is above. Might is below. Might's on the bottom. Checking in with my uh, sixth grade science teacher, and uh, yeah. yes, tight, yeah. <laughs> tight is the high one. And then, and then you got Ryan, who was face skied or face snowboarded down <laughs> a cliff by Stallone. Great scene. And he by got the way, blinded by night vision goggles too with a flare. Man, 
poor guy. Yeah. He didn't deserve this. His face. <laughs> he didn't deserve that. <laughs> he was just he there. For, he was just there for a job, man. He's, he didn't deserve to get blinded and then face skied. He got hired on Fiverr there yeah. just to like do a heist. L- let me check it. Let me check his body counts. Did he kill anyone actually in this movie? Because this Maybe, guy did. I guess he killed Heldon. What's his name? Ryan. Ryan. That's he it. has no kills, Drew. He killed Heldon. They didn't count it right. He killed because of the avalanche. <laughs> You should have counted that. <laughs> he didn't kill him. Friendly fire turned off on there, so they didn't count yeah. it. They had friendly fire turned off. All right. All right. Yeah. You're I, right. I mean, okay. Maybe deserved it. I don't know. I mean, I think the henchmen here, we went on and on. We didn't really rate the number here. We're way off. No, because at all, we're going to we're gonna circle back to it. Yeah. I, I'd say that he actually has a pretty good cast of characters here. If I'm, if I'm looking at it, he's got a yeah. good pilot. He's got a good team. He's got some good killers. Yeah. Some that know karate, some that know how to use guns. He's got yeah. a couple of useless guys. They they seem to respect him too. Yeah, which is crazy because they could have easily killed him. Yeah, I think that we got to go higher on this. I got to go like a you, four. You, you first, you know. Yeah, I got to go like a four. I was honestly contemplating the five just Maybe because I was impressed could. by all all of them, even though they all died. It was all cause they but they were all out of their element. You know, I think if they didn't die, I'd give them a five. Yeah, they, they were all out of their element, but maybe yeah, four, four, four and a half. I mean, unless we need to dock points because they got killed by like a mountain rescue worker. Well, a lot of henchmen die in movies, Drew. They all die. <laughs> That's true. That's Who, true. Which henchmen live unless they cowardly run away? Well, you're right. Yeah. I think I think we need to go four. I think yeah. we got to go four here. Yeah. All right. It's, we'll take so, four. You know, if we if we add this up, we we'll go recap here. Look and style for Quaylen was a one. His hideout was a uh, a one. So we give him a two. So that's a total of two so far. Then his plan was a two and a half. So that's four and a half. And then you go henchman and it's a four. So it's an eight and yeah. a half, eight which and I half think puts this guy pretty low. It's pretty low. Most guys get double digits. I mean, it makes sense. The guy's yeah. pretty weak. Lucky he had henchman, Drew. He's lucky. But, you know, it, it is what it is. He's not yeah. very good. And I'd like to see where he ranks on, on the overall rankings here. He's not very good, is he? Yeah, he's not, not very good. <laughs> hey, before we, uh, before we head off on villains and all that, I did have one final piece of trivia on that regard. You know the scene where the surfer dudes get shot down by yeah. Kinnett, which was also felt terrible for those guys. To those guys were just the ruthlessness. Man. Those guys were just stone and base jumping. Man, they they didn't know who was bad, who was good. <laughs> they just thought they were tourists. They weren't going to rat anybody out. They were just hanging they out had no tent, information. Man. Their information to the police would not have been uh, credible because they were high at the time. They get shot at. So the one dude's dead, right? You get shot yeah. in the back. The second dude seemingly gets away. And base jumps off the cliff, right? But there was a deleted scene that this, along with a few other scenes extended, made the movie NC-17. They had a scale back really? to R. Yeah. So in the scene, he base jumps. He's uh, flying away in his little um, parachute. And the guy shoots The guy shoots him down in midair. So they, he didn't actually escape. So he didn't actually escape. So he gets hung up. He gets hung up, and he's dead in the tree rather than alive in the tree. Interesting. Frank finds him, but for some reason they decided to remove that. I guess you know when you move a movie back from NC seventeen to R, yeah, you kind of you kind of have to like pick and choose different scenes to like True. try to whittle it down to True. the least amount of violence possible to get you an R. So that was that, and I thought I that was like- kind of a strange omission, but they that's a scene that didn't make a ton of sense in the movie, and that's why. 
Outside of the profanity, this movie today would be rated PG-13. Like, it it wouldn't even blink an R, I feel. But the other thing I saw at IMDb was that there was a couple deleted scenes on the Laserdisc. So was that one of the Laserdiscs? Do you remember Uh that from school when they bust out, like, the TV on the the big tray thing? Yeah, it was so fascinating. Like, who has this in their house? It's, like, ridiculous. I was always wondered, who has this? They were, like, the size of, like, vinyl records. Yeah. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Uh I don't know. I don't know how to wrap this up because to be completely honest, this has a super anticlimactic ending. Yeah. What if I we mean, just stopped? We just when, end like the credits, movie did. Like right? the movie did. Okay. See you next yeah. week. Lastroadpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, like basically everybody dies. Yeah. They get the cases. I mean, nobody, there's only one case left because Stallone destroys the first one. And then the second one, I think he lights all that on fire too. So, like, so he can warm him and Jesse at night. Yeah. He didn't really have anything left. So honestly, everybody died. The the only thing I would say is it, it was like the FBI agents that we didn't really talk about. They yeah. were completely useless. I mean, they were looking for them the whole yeah. movie and that's it. They, they could have shortened the movie by like five to seven minutes and just deleted all of those scenes. At it, that. it wasn't needed. Yeah. Or add another five minutes at the end and show them actually interacting at the end. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't feel that the ending was done right. Yeah. So they're, so they're sitting there on the mountain at the end of the movie and like they call in the helicopter and say, hey, we're over here. And like- Almost mid sentence, there's credits. The credits roll. That's it. Like, just give me the scene where they're in the chopper and we know they're safe. Like, right. and that's a better. It's like they cut too soon. Or even what happens? Like, did it's they not give them a medal? It's not that it matters, but it was jarringly odd. What I do you agree. think happened after this movie? What do you think went back? Did did uh, did Stallone's I, I, character go back to rescuing yeah, people? Or did he I believe move reconciliation. I think they got through a lot. They they maybe maybe there's one like you know hard conversation that they all have to have together. But ultimately, good things. And unless you know, unless Rooker leaves because he can't deal with Frank's death, and that's yeah. it. Now Rooker <laughs> yeah. leaves for eight months, and he comes back. It's yeah, man, Frank. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's gonna miss Frank's jokes. And they're his, gonna uh, have to reload his, the crew. His, his monkey banana painting. I mean, at station. I don't know. It's just pretty much that's it. That's so, it. So that's it for us, right? <laughs> what, what What do you think? One last question here. Would this movie have been different? So you talk about 1993. This is at the height of Van Damme, Seagal, Schwarzenegger, like all the action stars, the Seagal, action Mount yeah. Rushmore. Would this movie have been different if you had a Van Damme, a Seagal, or a Schwarzenegger? And could either one of them done a better job than Stallone? Who would you have picked? You yeah. could pick one of those guys. Who would you recast? I it think with? it's obviously Schwarzenegger. It probably would have been a better movie with Arnold. But can in he it. climb? Can he? Can he's too bulky? Like can he's, he climb? Dude, he's Austrian, of course. Yeah, he can <laughs> climb mountains, true. But can, but like he's too he's too bulky to climb. Is he to though? Me. Like Stallone was so jacked. Yeah, but I mean, it's just another level. Like Schwarzenegger in '93. Like yeah. he couldn't even wear a suit. That's how jacked he was. It was it was ridiculous. I don't know, man. Stallone was trying to catch him around this time, illegally or illegally. I would have liked Van Damme there. I would have liked to watch. I don't Van think Damme Van Damme's going anywhere near a mountain. You think he's not going to do it? No, he's too busy at the hockey rinks. No, he's too much of a diva. Not going to do it. Seagal, too fat. Not going to do it. Can't do it. Seagal, it's unknown if he even knows. Martial arts. I thought he knew <laughs> him, and that was the whole still, thing. It's still a question. Yeah, he'll lead you to believe it. Well, it's still yeah. it's still a question. Quick hands, man. Quick yeah. hands. And a lot of his stunt doubles are so visible. Yeah, in scenes that aren't so hard. So can you see him on a mountain? Really? I'll say this. You know, this movie proves to me that I need to go back and watch a bunch of the Stallone movies that I missed. Things that I haven't watched because he yeah. was really good in this. And I, I got to say, this movie overall, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. So, and yeah. 
it's on Amazon Prime right now. If you have it, go check it out. It's actually very entertaining. It's a really well done movie. So I'll tell you and the people. So if you like Cliffhanger and we did Demolition Man, obviously great movie. If you want to see some good Stallone, man, Cobra. I still haven't seen that. Over the Top. Over the Top's not that great a movie, but still fun. Yeah. Tango and Cash. Watch it. Lock Up. Watch it. Get in there. Copland. Watch it. Assassins. Antonio Bandera gif. Watch it. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Daylight. Watch it. The guy's got hits. If if you guys like Stallone movies and you want us to do more, write in. Let us know. The Last Row Podcast at gmail.com. Visit our website. There's a contact form there, thelastrowpodcast.com. Tweet us, like we said in the beginning, at the Last Row Pod, Facebook.com. Leave Please a comment Facebook on us. this Facebook. Just, link. just let us know you're there. Facebook.com slash the Last Row Pod. Instagram, send us a note on there, right on the right on the episode post for that. Let us know if you want us to do more Stallone movies. And leave us an Apple Podcast review if you're enjoying the show or, or Podchaser. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks on June 3rd with another episode for you guys. And that'll about do it for us. Just don't let me go when I'm hanging that way. Don't let me go. All right? <laughs> Just like when you're hanging, it's a see ya! See ya! <laughs> Drew, I would never drop. If you dropped, I would fall but what if I had a glove? Do you think it's hard to like hold somebody with a glove? Like I know that they have gloves for grip, but yeah. sometimes I need the chalk on the, the hand. The hand to hand is easier. Like trapeze artists wear chalk; they don't use gloves because right. because the skin on skin thing, like the glove could slip. Because just like what happened, it's another skin that's gonna slip off. Yeah. This girl 